Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. Thank God for today. Today is the 13th of December 2023. We are almost at the end of the year. A good 18 more days and we will be in 2024. God is definitely, definitely amazing. And thank you for joining me today. Today we're going to be speaking about expectations, making your terms clear. I find out that, you know, this is one place a lot of us, you know, miss. We don't make our expectations clear. And when, and when we get caught short of expectations that we've not made clear, we get very upset about it. And so I'll be, we'll be u- using um, the story of Abigail, David and Nabal um, for this. And I'm reading the, the verses, 1 Samuel 25, 4 to 10, 14, 15 and 16. Holy Spirit, please use me. Help me to deliver this message as you have placed it in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So I quickly read 1 Samuel 25, 4-10, and I read the NIV version. I would always encourage you to join me in reading, please. While, now, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that neighbor was sharing sheep. So he sent 10 young men. And said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long live to you, long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep sharing time. When your servants were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of grass was missing. Ask your servant, and they, and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable towards my men. Since we come at a festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is the son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. And I jumped to verses 14, 15, and 16. One of the servants told Abigail, neighbor's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give a master his greetings, but he held insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us the whole time. We were heading our ship near them. And then I, I jump again to verses 21. David had just said, It's been useless all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing was missing. He has paid me back evil for God. And today I ask, what did he what exactly did he pay back for? Now in this passage, we see helping Nabal protect his men and his flock, his, his um, ships ETC in the wilderness. And this was in the wilderness of, or sorry, the desert of Paran, right? And it and it was and Lapis was very very well known for you know being plagued by robbers that kill and you know take you know um, other people's livestock and also kill the men as well. And David specifically protected neighbor servants, both David and his men, and all that he had. 
his property all through that time. And so I'm sure Nabal knew, you know, what um, David was doing. And it was a very, it was a very common practice or well-known practice at that time that when people protect life and property, they get a gift in return, especially, you know, in, especially in this um, desert of, of, of um, Paran. So as David was in the wilderness, he felt this was something that he could do while he waits for Saul to pass, you know, and things happen regarding the palace and before he becomes king of, king of Israel. But you see, even though it was a culture of the place, it does not look like David actually made an actual agreement with Nabal saying, I'm going to protect your men. I'm going to protect your livestock for this in return. Nothing was clearly stated. It was a culture that people would would respond to, right, in those situations. And it was a well-known culture. But again, there was no agreement. There was nothing cast in stone. There was no clear terms made before David started helping Nabal and his men. So indirectly, he had calculated the benefit of helping Nabal and his family and protecting Nabal and his family without being clear on the terms for that. So he was strategically hoping that to receive something in return for his work. But again, the issue was that he was never clear. Because if David was had you know spoken to Nabal saying, I'm going to protect your men for X for this amount of money or ships ETC, he would have known from then based on, on how Nabal reacts or does that perhaps he's not the right person for him to have such a dealing with he will have, have sensed it in those conversations but he didn't have the conversations he just, he just knew that Nabal was rich and so could afford to do so and pay him rightly so whenever he needed something in, in return for the favor he did for his men in the, in the desert of um, Paran and now because he got nothing in return he got extremely angry and immediately summoned 400 men to kill Nabal and his household. Just like that. Just like that. And now, it's interesting to see that without any clear expectations, one is setting themselves up for what disappointment. And when Nabal disregarded um, David's request, obviously it was valid because of the well-known culture for for people to protect family and and um, property for gift in return. But there were, but Nabal was not under any obligation to do so because they never had a clear agreement. There was nothing clear, you know about the services David and his men were offering to Nabal and his family and his workers. There was nothing. And so I'm saying here that this is an example of what can happen when we do not make our expectations clear. Or when we assume that the other person would understand or should understand. Yes, I agree that, you know, in many cases, the culture may warrant that. But it's also important to make one's terms clear at the beginning to avoid any potential disappointments at the end.
Now, a good example of this is Rahab in the Bible and the spies of Israel. She led them down through a rope, but before he did, he made them swear that they would take care of her family and her siblings and save them from death when they came to take over Jericho. When they did exactly that, because they had vowed to her and she actually saved all of them. So it's important to have a, a handshake agreement, clear terms and expectations in whatever relationship, whatever to avoid disappointment in the future. It is very important. And it reminds me of, I remember in Lagos, when I, I remember going out, going somewhere for, I think it was for a wedding. And we have what we call area boys. And it's very similar to Dave because Dave was also an area boy. He was vending people in the wilderness. But, but these area boys, what they do is to protect one's cars, you know, while you park and go for the party. But then no one told me how much it cost. And when I got out of the venue, he said, oh, the, the bill is X, Y, Z, which was way higher than what I expected. Now, I should have asked them, how much is this servicing cost? They should have told me this is what this cost. So we are very clear before we go into it so that we don't go in, going into it assuming it is something else. And we have two different assumptions. And then when they are not met, then it leads to confusion and disappointment. We need to be clear. We need to be very clear. We start clear in our expectations and terms or agreements or tasks that we are doing. And prayer today is God help us to be clear where we need to be clear in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.